Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Welcome back, everybody, to the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about something that's being talked about constantly in the aviation industry. It's the pilot shortage. You're hearing it on the news. You're hearing it everywhere. I mean, every pilot I talk to talks about it. I've talked to several banks and, and other people, and they all talk about it as well. It's something that's that's talked about quite often. So I'm going to give a little bit of insight uh, with Carson's help today, of course. And we're going to give some insight on what causes or caused the pilot shortage that we have today and what the fix is and if it's a long-term solution and and kind of where the state of this industry is actually going. It's actually stemmed from quite a few different problems converging kind of during and before the pandemic, uh, during COVID and before COVID, really. So we're going to talk about some of those issues today and what's really causing the pilot shortage and uh, maybe some ways that it's kind of being overcame. I also know that Boeing predicts over the next 10 years that we need 208,000 more pilots hired, which is a staggering number. It's just, it's unbelievable how many pilots we have to train. I don't know how many pilots we're training currently, but I know it's not that much. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a really weird thing that I get have this perspective. Um, I started you know my career in aviation after COVID had already happened. I uh, already started, so COVID you know had hit, and I started flying maybe two months after that. So it's really weird, and something that a lot of people I think listening can relate to that is joining and having this post COVID post pandemic industry that you're popping into. And something that you might be able to speak to, Brandon, is what issues were there, uh, if any, that were prior to COVID that you think led to this pilot shortage? Yeah, well, there's a lot that led to the pilot shortage, but mostly it's supply and demand. I mean, a lot more pilots are needed because people want to travel more. The world is becoming more and more interconnected day by day. I know I want to travel more. I have a goal of traveling one place per month whether it be for a, for a single day or for a weekend or for a week, that's always my goal. I like to go somewhere once a month, um, even if it's just on the other side of, of town. I, I love to travel. And I think that's really common with the millennial generation, the Gen Zers, and whatever generation they're talking about now. But it's everybody wants to travel. Everyone enjoys traveling. And that really kind of stemmed it. But there's also some other background on that too. Uh, the baby boomer generation created more children than really any other generation in, in recent times. And the thing is, the baby boomer generation also is the one who went to war, came back. And back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, the airline pilots were kind of fueled by the military. Military pilots would come back from war or, or be trained and they would leave and they would go do a, a, the rest of their career in the airline. So that was a really common thing back not so many years ago. But the problem was now all of those baby boomers are starting to age out. And for those of you who don't know what age out means... It means once you get to 65, or I think they've changed it to 67 now uh, for the FAA, that means you're not allowed to fly as an airline pilot anymore. You cannot fly for hire, essentially, in that role. There are some other things you can do, like you can continue doing being a, uh, a flight instructor pretty much for the rest of your life. You can even do it without a medical, which I could kind of talk about on a different show for sure. But it's really the aging out of pilots in massive numbers and not really gaining enough pilots in that same amount of time. So... When you have more people leaving the industry, not enough people coming, and an increase in demand, you're going to have a huge supply shortage. And that's really what happened prior to COVID. 
Yeah, I think it's a really weird spot to be in. We have so many young pilots that are in flight training and there was a lot going on. People are already getting ready to retire, like you said, already retiring before COVID hit. But during 2020, how did COVID contribute to that pilot shortage? Well, COVID uh, definitely contributed like massively because what happened during COVID? Everyone was told, go home, don't travel, right? I think, don't quote me on this, but I believe airline travel went down to like two or 5% of what it was pre-COVID. Um, during COVID, of course. Now it's it's back to pretty much pre-pandemic levels, um, if if not growing. But during COVID, I mean, there was essentially no travel. I know I stayed at home. I didn't fly an airplane for months. Um, it felt like it was really weird. No one went out. No one traveled. And that meant, well, what are pilots supposed to do? Pilots aren't flying airplanes. So the airlines are going to do one of a few things. They're going to furlough them. They're going to fire them or let them go, if you want to put it nicely, or they are going to forcibly retire them. And that's really what happened to a lot of the older pilots. So anybody kind of over age 60, depending on what airline, of course, I'm talking in generality, but kind of everybody over age 60 was kind of given a package like, hey, if you want to retire early, you can still get all your benefits. You can still get all this other stuff. Otherwise, we're going to furlough you or let you go. And uh, really, a lot of pilots said, oh, yeah, I'll take an early retirement. Why not? So that saved the airlines a ton of money. Uh, they were ready to to let all those those pilots go that way because the airlines didn't know when airline travel would come back. Heck, we didn't know if airline travel would ever come back. Um, we were talking about like doomsday scenarios in the middle of COVID. I mean, it was really tragic. So we didn't know what was going to happen and neither did the airlines. Uh, so the airlines furloughed and let go of a ton of people. Well, when all those people left, obviously all the ones are forcibly retired or wanted to retire early. They just left the industry. They're never coming back. So they're out, right? And then we've got the people who every year they're, that are getting older. So they're getting closer to aging out. And there are the baby boomer generations that didn't age out in 2016, 17, 18, 19. who are aging out after that. So we've got that. And then on top of all of that, then we also have all the new pilots who just spent a ton of money and a ton of time to become a commercial or an airline, ATP airline pilot. And all of those people, now they're out of a job. A lot of those people, they're just starting their families. They need to make money. So there were a ton of new job offers that came out that weren't aviation or weren't flying, but they were able to actually go out and make a, a different living doing something that wasn't their passion prior to COVID. So a lot of those people didn't even come back to the aviation industry, which I felt was really sad because, I don't know, I caught the, the aviation bug, so to speak, and it really hasn't let go. Yeah, you know, I caught it too, but uh, that was different timing. I think one of the things that was a little bit weird is that there was already pretty much an increased demand. You know, travel every year just increases with how many people want to go places and the more money people make, the more they're able to travel. And that was already leading up. So when I went back down to that two, whatever, 4% of what it was, I remember everyone was talking like, oh, we have Zoom. We're able to virtually meet everybody. We don't need to travel anymore. And I thought that was absolutely what was going to happen. Instead, it was like a rubber band that just kept stretching and stretching with all the things and restrictions put on everybody. And then it released and now everyone wants to go and travel. Everyone has money they saved up or anything from not traveling for so long. So the pilot shortage is kind of being increased by that pilot demand now. Yeah, big time. So I mean, there's a huge demand. I wasn't really a fan of Zoom, but in the time I liked it. But I just realized how much of the genuine like interaction and intimacy you have when you're actually meeting someone face to face. And I genuinely think people are sick and tired of Zoom, sick and tired of Teams, and they want to go out and they want to go meet people. Carson, you know how much I travel. I travel a lot for business, travel probably once a month for on business for probably five to seven days. This month, I'm traveling even more than that. 
So it really kind of depends on everybody's situation and whatnot. But I know that I travel more now than I did before. And I could probably do some of my stuff via Zoom. And I do do a lot of stuff via Zoom. Don't get me wrong. But I do like having that interaction. I like being able to go share a meal with somebody for lunch or for dinner. And I like being able to open up like a nice bottle of wine at the end of the day and like share something about that that I enjoyed. So there's a lot of things that are kind of contributing back to people wanting to travel via the airlines again. And I have a question. This is a CFI. What did you see happen during the pandemic with flight schools? Did flight schools grow and increase or did they shut down? What was a little bit of both? What what happened? Because I know there's a lot of flight training going on right now. Was that happening in the middle of COVID too? So in the beginning, like middle of March, sometime around right now in 2020, so like three years ago to, to the day, pretty much, there was quite a few flight schools that closed. A lot of them closed for two weeks to six weeks. I know mine closed for, I think, two months or two and a half months. Uh, some schools, they just ignored the orders and were like, hey, I can't feed my family. I'm going to ignore what the government says. And they didn't close at all. There was a few of those around. And then there were, were some that opened slowly and carefully. There was kind of a, a mix of everything, right? It really depended on who, what school you went to and kind of what their policies and procedures were. So what does the future look like for pilots now? I know there's a lot of flight training that's coming to an end for a lot of people as they're reaching that point where it's time for the airlines. They're hitting 1,500 now. Um, And I know that airlines are hiring like crazy. They're offering all these bonuses. But I know there's a lot of issues with the training slots that are available now. So how do you think that's going to affect anyone that wants to go to the airlines? So first off, now is the absolute perfect time to become a pilot. I mean, the airlines used to only spend like thirty dollars to $50,000 on first-year FOs. Uh, they would give you a big bump up, like twenty to thirty thousand on year two, because they kind of count your training cost in like a seven thirty seven or something as kind of part of your original training like cost. So they would just bump that to the second year, and then you would get paid out that your second year. But nowadays, post COVID, there's such a huge demand for pilots and a super low supply that the only thing that could happen, along with inflation and a bunch of other things happening in the world, pilots started making $100,000 a year, kind of just from the start, from the get-go. They started making 100 grand. Starting, I know some places, they're giving bonuses of like 20, all the way up to $100,000 on like day one of training with no contracts. That was just unheard of back in the day. So what that's done to, I know you asked about the training slots, it's what, what that's done to training slots. So the airlines are normally regional airlines that'll take like 1500 hour pilots pretty much all the time. That's the only people that'll take you then. So what they had to do is they had to offer all these big bonuses and upfront things. Well, yeah, they had all of their training slots booked up. Now the other airlines who aren't giving as big of bonuses, they still have training slots open. Normally you have to wait one to four months for a training slot. Now that sounds like quite a while to have to wait and start to make money as an airline pilot. But it's really not because they're doing their interview hiring at anywhere from 1,000 all the way up to like 14 or even 1,500. But they're giving you time in between your training slot and the time that you're working as, say, a flight instructor to be able to make your hours. So if they're giving you all this time to make your hours, by the time you hit, like I know some airlines will take you at 1,450 because they'll give you 50 hours of simulator time. But the moment you hit 1,450 or 1,500 hours, you're going directly to an airline and you're going to go start making those bigger bucks kind of right away. So the training slots, yes, sometimes they are delayed. And for the airlines that have gave out those giant bonuses, they might be kind of delayed, quote unquote, indefinitely, but they're only delayed for however long it takes to get everyone through their system again, right? And there's also a lot of people who are like, hey, there's not enough DPEs around, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, there are not enough DPEs. And there's a whole 
problem regarding that, which I can go into on a whole nother episode on DPEs and, and the issues we have in, in that part of the industry, good and bad. But anybody who wants to become a pilot right now is really the best time. You can get a loan. You can get it through Stratus, stratus.finance. Just go apply. It gives you a conditional approval like instantly now. They just released that, I think, a couple days ago. Is that right, Carson? Yeah, uh, it's cool. It's, you fill out the info. Uh, they do a soft credit poll, not a hard poll. And then they tell you right away if you're approved or not. And if you're not, they tell you exactly what you need to do to go and get approved. That's awesome. And then after you get approved, you obviously, you're going to go, you're going to do flight training. And you can get through that in anywhere from earliest I've seen somebody be able to do it is like seven months. But the average is somewhere between nine and 18 months, depending on the school, what kind of fast track program you're going through, et cetera. So you get your, your ratings, let's just say in a year. And you become a flight instructor at that school or another school for another year. So two years from now, you can be basically getting a job in an airline, making a hundred grand. That's not very bad. And if you take account all of the all of the bonuses that are out there right now, it's just a fantastic time to become a pilot. So might as well get started. If you were thinking about it now, is the time. Don't worry about the training slot issues. They work themselves out with timing, to be honest. Don't worry about DPE issues with getting a DPE to come on board, that'll work itself out as well. And it always does. Just go out there and go do the training, get your hours and become an airline pilot. If that's what you're looking for, go do it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Brandon. Like now is the best time if you're going to go and become an airline pilot. They've essentially doubled the pay for everybody across the board. Even the lowest of the low for regional airlines has been offering twice as much as they were. Um, you hear about it in the news just one after another, of like Delta and I think United or American um, are in a, essentially a salary battle saying that they're going to offer more than, than the other. It's just increasing exponentially from what it was when the pandemic started. So it's definitely the best time. And although there are a couple issues with some training slots and small things like Brandon was mentioning along the way, there's still a great demand for pilots. So on top of that demand and guarantee of a job, sign-on bonuses and pay rates, it's just incredible. Now is the time for going to be pilot. Absolutely. Like Parson would say, even the low-tier uh, regional airlines, like the ones that people didn't really want to work for back in the day, I mean, they're even paying close to hundred grand starting pay. It's phenomenal. I know, I know we had Johnny on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he literally went from like learning how to fly to I think less than three years and only one year of experience in a 7.3 to flying a 747, one of the largest airplanes in the world. And I guarantee he makes way more than $100,000 a year now doing that. And that was three years later. And that was just by doing what I just told them to do. It's really not that hard. If you do the steps um, in order, you'll make it happen. So go out there and go make a ton of money. Go get that job. Go become an airline pilot. Now is the time. And it's all due to the pilot shortage. So as always, if you want to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at Twitter or Instagram. You can reach me at Mr. Martini Guy, or you can reach Carson at Carson underscore AV17. And of course, as we prefer, reach us on our email, brandon at aviationmentors.com or carson at aviationmentors.com. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.